The excavations of an ancient Israelite altar and curse tablet on the same mountain powerfully confirm the accuracy of the Bible. These discoveries teach a crucial moral lesson. In life, you have two choices. Learn which choice to make next on The Key of David with Gerald Flurry. Greetings, everyone. Archaeology is discussed in the Bible and uh, God says that His servants, His servants, have uh, take pleasure in the stones and uh, favor the dust thereof. So there is quite a lot in the Bible uh, about archaeology, Bible archaeology in this case. And he, this uh, prophecy here in Psalm 102 says that uh, the heathen at this time when this archaeology is being uncovered and discovered, that uh, the heathen, just shortly after that, are going to fear the name of God and the kings are going to honor Him at that time. And then it goes on to talk about the, uh, the set time that Jesus Christ is going to return in His glory. So this is something for our time. It's a prophecy for today, and archaeology is playing a key role. On April 6, 1980, that's over 40 years ago, there were excavating Mount Ebal, that's some uh, few miles away from Jerusalem, but uh, there was a professor, Adam Zertal, who discovered Joshua's altar, and he was a secular archaeologist. He didn't believe that you could verify the Bible, and he uh, actually didn't even want to heed the Bible. That was his attitude, but uh, when he discovered Joshua's altar, it was there precisely in the very date of the Bible, the Bible time. And uh, the uh, Everything, it, it, the, the site was exactly the way the Bible explained it. And they had uh, found even the very animal bones, the ones that they used in ancient Israel, right there at that altar. So he said he was really stunned by all that and had to change his views on Bible archaeology. After Professor Zertal discovered Joshua's altar, something even more sensational in a way was found after his archaeology project in the same area of Joshua's altar. And a Dr. Scott Stripling, I think it was last year, discovered in that same area something he calls a cursed tablet. Now, what is that all about? That's something that's explosive and truly electrifying. If you understand what God is talking about, now, here's what was on that cursed tablet that Dr. Stripling found. Quote, cursed, 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 dash, cursed by God Yahweh. You will die, cursed. Cursed you will surely die. Cursed by Yahweh, that's God. Cursed, cursed, cursed. 
Now, why would God emphasize something so much that's on Mount Ebal where the Joshua altar was? What is this all about? Well, let's go to a scripture over in Deuteronomy 27, verses 11 through 13. I'll just paraphrase this. It talks about Moses instructing Joshua just before they entered the Promised Land. Now, the Promised Land, and according to the Bible, and there are many examples, is just a type, that ancient Promised Land is just a type of the kingdom of God today. So they were receiving these instructions just before they were to go into the Promised Land. And if you can prove from Bible prophecy, it's all prophecy, that this is all going to unfold just before we enter into the kingdom of God. Now, that's why it's so absolutely critical that we understand this. And it is something that is about history that becomes prophecy. So what God did is He divided Israel into six tribes on Mount Gerizim and six tribes on Mount Ebal. And He had them singing back and forth from those two mountains. And then down in the valley, it was quite a, quite a resounding sound. They were doing this, and you can imagine how that would have been etched into their minds, and they wouldn't forget that, because God wanted them to understand this before they entered into the Promised Land. Now, it's a little different today. We have to be all prepared when Jesus Christ gets here, but then we enter into the Promised Land, or the Kingdom of God. It goes on just after Deuteronomy 27 into Deuteronomy 28, which is called the Blessing and the Cursing chapter. And then, we'll show you in a minute where it goes on from there. But just think about that, how that singing resonated and how these people never did forget that, I'm sure. It was quite, a, quite an example. So, Deuteronomy 28 is a prophecy. I'll prove that to you, and it's easy to prove from Daniel 9, and I'll show you that later. This is prophecy, and Daniel is only for this end time. So this prophecy is for spiritual Israel, spiritual Israel, or the church, and it's for three nations of Israel. Three, three nations that are the birthright nations and the scepter nation, and that's all explained in our book on the United States and Britain in Prophecy. So if you don't have it, please request it because all of our literature is free and we'll send it to you very quickly. But two mountains here. Joshua's altar was on Mount Ebal. Why did he place it there? Well, because that's where the altar was. And God knew that Israel would forsake him. He just didn't give an exact figure, but generally speaking, Israel would forsake him, which they did. But he also knows that Israel in this end time, both spiritual and physical, are going to forsake him. 
And God gives the greatest warning in the Bible about that, and also the greatest opportunity for us to avoid that. He tells us how to avoid it by going to Mount Gerizim. And that's where the blessings are, the the spiritual blessings that come upon us if we obey God, and the joy and the happiness. But we have to choose. We have to choose. Now, what why, that, why do we have to do that? Well, notice Deuteronomy 30 and verse 19. It says this, I call heaven and earth to record this day against you, that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore choose life, that both you and your seed may live, you and your children may live. Choose the blessings. So. Ancient Israel did not have the Holy Spirit, but they had to choose physically about their own physical life. And and, uh, now in this end time, of course, the nations don't have the Holy Spirit today, nations of Israel, but the spiritual Israel does have the Holy Spirit or God's true church. And God says, now you have to choose spiritually, and if you don't, well, then you you are risking your eternal life. Now, 50% of God's own people in this end time, or the God's lukewarm people, are going to lose their eternal lives. And the other 50% of the lukewarm people and members are going to have to go into the Great Tribulation and repent there, which is the greatest suffering to that time ever. So. We have some critical decisions to make. God is telling us, look, choose Mount Gerizim. Don't go to Mount Ebal. And this is all a great picture that we can have today because it's prophecy for us today, and it is, frankly, primarily for us today. And it goes on in verse 20 and says uh, that you may love the eternal your God, and that you may obey His voice, and that you may cleave unto Him, for He is your life. He is your life. Today we only have a chemical existence. We don't have life, we just die in a short while. But God says, I want you to have eternal life and eternal glory. And those who come out now and get God's work done and back and support it in every way they can, are going to be able to rule with Jesus Christ on the throne of David and help the whole world turn to God, help Jesus Christ and the Father turn them to the the God family. So choose Mount Gerizim. Now in Joshua 8 and verses 30 through 35, you can read this later. But it describes Joshua building that altar on Ebal. Really, it's all out there for the world to see. And they found exactly what was there on Mount Ebal. And it was precisely the way the Bible says it is. So, but keep this in mind Joshua 8, well, Joshua is one of the former prophets. That is primarily prophecy for the end time. Former prophets means that they, they prophesy. They, prophets wrote those books. 
and they prophesied for us in this end time. That's a critical understanding for us, especially today. Now, this history was about ancient Israel, but there is prophecy about Israel today, three nations, and also about God's own church, spiritual Israel. And those prophecies we really need to understand. But let me read to you this cursed tablet. Here's what it says. Cursed, 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 dash, cursed by the God of Yahweh, you will die. Cursed, cursed, you will surely die. Cursed by Yahweh, dash, cursed, cursed, cursed. Now, why so much emphasis? Well, remember, this is also prophecy for this end time. And, and I, as I said, you see, most of God's people turned away. Ninety-five percent of God's own church or spiritual Israel turned away. And uh, ninety-nine percent of the ministers, but also there were three nations in particular that turned away from God as well. They forsook God in this end time. Now, God makes sure that we understand always that this is all happening just before the Israel entered into the Promised Land. The time frame is the same in this end time. Just before God enters, has His family enter into the kingdom of God and the rest of the world in the great millennium, then uh, he says uh, this will all happen just before Jesus Christ comes and we enter into the promised land spiritually. The kingdom of God, the family of God, we're born into that family. Now, if you know about the birthright nations, well, you know that uh, that's a type of Esau when the way they dealt with it, because they sold it for a bowl of soup. It was worthless to them. They didn't thank God for that great birthright blessings and all the blessings that we have in America today and had, have had in Britain in the past, and even the Jewish nation in the past. But uh, here's what Professor Zertal wrote in a book titled A Nation Born. He said the problem now was how to present what he'd found. My academic background made it difficult for me to accept the idea of Joshua's altar being a tangible reality. After all, Moses is not a historical figure. He's, he's saying this was what his view was. And the Torah lacks any substantial archaeological support. In the end, I was obliged to overcome each of my thousand and one doubts for it seemed that we had made a discovery as unlikely as finding Sodom and Gomorrah. If we have found material evidence of a story as early as Joshua's, who knows how far back the archaeological record can take us. See, the, this altar is prophetic. It is prophetic. And the book of Joshua is one of the former prophets. This is all for us today. And you can prove that from your own Bible, and you really need to prove it. Let me read to you another two verses, Deuteronomy 11, verses 29 and 31. And this is almost like God is just pleading with us to heed what He's saying. 
Here's what it says, And it shall come to pass when the Lord your God has brought you unto the land where you go to possess it, that you shall put the blessing upon Mount Gerizim and the curse upon Mount Ebal. For you shall pass over Jordan to go in to possess the land which the Lord your God gives you, and you shall possess it. See, this is about going into the promised land. And today it's about the second coming of Jesus Christ when we go into the kingdom of God or the family of God. And that's the best news you could possibly ever hear. You simply couldn't hear any better news than that. So uh, it's prophetic, and uh, there are all, all of these prophecies for the end time are being fulfilled right now, and it, it's all just before we go into the promised land. Even the bad news is good news if you look at it that way. All these horrible problems are going to cause Jesus Christ to return and stop it before all human flesh is destroyed. And annihilated. So, all of these prophecies are being fulfilled today. So, if you look at what this discovery means to us, Dr. Scott Stripling, well, he was able to wet sift the some of the uh, well, what was left around Joshua's altar, and they didn't do that back in the time of Professor Zertal, and so he was able to find this curse tablet, which is poetic and truly, I think, the strongest prophecy in the Bible, if you understand it spiritually. But notice this quote, this piece of writing is centuries older, this is what we wrote about it in our article that we'll send to you, a reprint article that explains all this to you. This piece of writing is centuries old, older than anything ever inscribed in Hebrew. I mean, it's, it, it's the oldest thing they've ever found that was written. And you know what? The scholars, most of them, didn't think they could even write at that time, that they had that ability to, to write. And yet, this cursed tablet is prophetic, beautiful poetry and a dire warning to all of us. Scholars are often educated to believe that people at this time couldn't write, and this proves uh, them wrong. It certainly does. Now, you read the uh, curse tablet, and I'll tell you, that's, that's something. And even a Harvard professor, Lawrence Dager, wrote about this discovery. If this is really what it looks like it is, we scholars all have to return to kindergarten. And what he's saying is, look, we've pushed God out of the Bible in this archaeology we're digging into, we're uncovering. And he says, we're going to have to go back to the very beginning and see where did we go wrong. I mean, that is at least something we ought to consider, don't you think? This, is, this man knows what he's talking about because you've got all that evidence right there before your eyes, but we've gotten so diminished in so many ways that we don't even look at these things and, and, and let them motivate us the way we should, and we're going to receive curses if we don't. That's what it's all about. Cursed, cursed, cursed. We keep 
I keep repeating that, but it is the strongest prophecy in the Bible, I think. God wants to keep us from entering into the problems that you see around this world. You've never seen anything like what you see in this world today, where we have the capacity to annihilate all human beings, all flesh on this earth. And you can read that in Matthew 24, verses 21 and 22. And Jesus Christ is going to return and stop it, make sure that doesn't happen. That's the good news because look at all the people that have nuclear bombs today and other weapons of mass destruction. So it, all this is happening just before the second coming of Jesus Christ. So God says, now you want to get off that Mount Ebal and onto Mount Gerizim. And, and that is going to bring wonderful blessings to your life. Let's go to Daniel 9 now, and I want to show you how this is all prophesied. You can look at Daniel 12 and verses 4 and 9, where it says that this, these, this book of Daniel is only for the end time. And here's what it says. Yea, all Israel has transgressed your law, even by departing that they might not obey your voice. He's talking about nations of Israel, three in particular, and his own church, 95% of them. And he's saying they've all transgressed. These are people that, have, that were called and chosen into God's work, and then they forsook him at a point that uh, you will see in our literature. Then verse 12, and he has confirmed his words which he spoke against us and against our judges and judged us. He's talking about the nations of Israel now. They've, they've, they've turned their back on God and they've cast truth to the ground. Daniel 8, verses 11 and 12, just the preceding chapter. And then, as it is written, verse 13, in the law of Moses, that's what we were talking about in Deuteronomy. The law of Moses is the first five books of the of the Bible, the Pentateuch, as it's called. And God says right here, that, that law of the Moses, those first five books are prophetic. They're in a book that is only for this end time. And it's all about prophecy and nothing else, really. And here we talk about, he's talking about Mount Ebal and curses. Frankly, that's what it gets down to. As it is written in the law of Moses, all this evil has come upon us, yet we made not our prayer before the eternal our God, that we might turn from our iniquities and understand your truth. Let me just uh, go on and read one more verse to you in uh, Daniel 12. I just want you to see that, how he's going to reward us. Daniel 12 and verse Two, it says, and many of them that sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake some to everlasting life and some to shame and everlasting contempt. And they that be wise shall shine as the brightness of the firmament. And they that turn many to righteousness as the stars forever and ever. And then it goes on to say this book is only for the end time. But you see, God says that those people that get out there and turn people to God at this time are going to shine like the stars 
and the brightness of the firmament forever, and everybody else will shine that way afterwards. Shortly afterwards, every human being who's ever lived will have that opportunity, and that is a wonderful, wonderful truth that we don't want to forget. Remember the cursed tablet, cursed, 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 dash, cursed by the God Yahweh. You will be cursed, cursed, you will surely die, cursed by Yahweh, cursed, cursed, cursed. That's how strong the warning is. But look, God says, now look at this world and, and look around, but look at the opportunity God has given you. Don't go to Mount Ebal. Don't live there. Go to Mount Gerizim and, and see all the blessings and the joy that you must choose right now because time is running out. Until next week, this is Gerald Flurry. Goodbye, friends. The excavations of an ancient Israelite altar and curse tablet on the same mountain powerfully confirm the accuracy of the Bible. These discoveries teach a crucial moral lesson. In life, you have two choices. Learn which choice to make. It's one of the strangest stories in the Bible. Six tribes of Israel gathered on one mountain. The other six tribes assembled on the mountain across the valley. Then the two groups sang back and forth at each other. One group sang about blessings, the other about curses. These competing songs represent two conflicting ways of life. God warns us to choose correctly. Joshua's altar and curse tablet on Mount Ebal have been uncovered, proving this story resoundingly true. God knew that the Israelites would fail to obey him, which is why the altar was built on the mountain of curses. The entire history of ancient Israel is a cautionary tale to you. Request Gerald Flurry's free book, The Former Prophets, to understand the gripping stories, epic heroes, treacherous villains, glorious successes, devastating failures, and life-saving lessons of the section of the Bible called The Former Prophets. The books of Joshua, Judges, Samuel, and Kings are called The Former Prophets because they contain prophecy for this end time. This truth is absolutely relevant to your everyday life. Also request our free booklet, The Proof of the Bible. Archaeological discoveries prove the Bible true every time, but the ultimate proof of the Bible is fulfilled prophecy. Study the proof of the Bible for undeniable evidence that every prophecy of the Bible has come to pass or will very soon. Only the great creator God could tell the future of cities and nations thousands of years in advance with 100% accuracy. Studying examples of God's forecasting mastery will dramatically boost your faith. You will also receive a free copy of Gerald Flurry's reprint article, The Message of Mount Ball. Cursed, cursed, cursed. The Message of Mount Ball is deeply sobering. God guarantees death to the rebel, but he also presents the positive alternative, eternal life for all who choose to obey. Each day, a life or death choice stands before you. There is no middle ground. Which side will you choose? Study the message of Mount Ebal to be warned and inspired by the history and prophecy of your Bible. All our literature is available free of charge at no cost or obligation to you. Request The Former Prophets, The Proof of the Bible, and The Message of Mount Ebal. Order now. For the free literature, call toll-free 1-800-339-7629. For the free literature, call toll-free 
all our literature is available free of charge at no cost or obligation to you. Request The Former Prophets, The Proof of the Bible, and The Message of Mount Ball. Order now. For the free literature, call toll-free 1-800-339-7629. For the free literature, call toll-free 1-800-339-7629. The preceding program was a paid presentation of The Key of David, brought to you by the Philadelphia Church of God.